back to what have you. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. We accidentally started with a moment of silence there. <laughs> Which is unusual for us, actually. Well, we took a whole week of silence this Guys, last time. you know, we've got to stop introing every one of them with an Sorry, apology. Sorry, we skipped being here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was traveling I just again. I think it's like current events. Current events is that we recorded most of an episode and then found out it had not been recording no. for like half of it. And then... There was no other time left in no, which to do it. because we were breaking out of our normal mold because it was Rachel's soup night. And so she couldn't leave the house. So I came and sat in her kitchen. We were indoors. Yeah, we've never tried that before. We were in the house. I personally think it messed up our vibe. Our vibe. But it might have been that. It might have been that I was having to check on the pumpkin cake and run were, to the pantry. Yeah, there were a lot of interludes where I was like, guys... Talk to yourself, Becca, I'm off. She's in the pantry. Um, but anyway, then, It wasn't worth listening to. It didn't... No, it was talking. actually quite bad, and then it turned out it wasn't recorded anyway, so I think it was to all very for the little best. grief on and our then part. I left... I left town, so... We're back now. We're more determined than ever Full to stay on ahead. track. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a little delayed in response because of our problems but there was a question about halloween how is this not just the slugs in the salad thing like how Which, many i should clarify i think it was was it in the same episode or was it was, at least within one or two we were saying about entertainment why or would something? you persist when there are slugs all over the salad and this it was a very good question it's a it great was like, question why is there anything and i redeemable? wanted and i actually wanted to clarify something about it because I have multiple things to say about this. I have friends in the UK and in France who have said that it is Halloween is like not even on the table for them as Christians about how you, would you celebrate this because it is so badly pagan, gross, horrible there. And the US is hot on the heels of that. We are we are coming along quickly. And I actually think that so for years what we have done with the kids is they're basically in a passel of cousins having a cousin party and they get candy and periodically we it's like you're going past a lonesome little zombie on the street, but it was a whole it was a whole group of kids having their very much their own event that like mm-hmm. that and this year um we we went to the downtown one for the first time we've never done that and okay. and it's just and it's in daylight it's like going to the businesses downtown and sure. i didn't i did not which just sounds really funny, but I did not foresee how much we would not like that at all and would not do that again. Like, mm. we're like, that's enough of that. And I think it's because even in our, in the last, you know, 10 years, Halloween has gotten way, way worse here. Yeah. Can you pause it, you think? Um, can I? Yeah. We have a visitor, guys. Let's pause it. Ooh, we paused so, and we resumed. Woo, look at us go. So anyways, my point is that it was very different because there were hundreds of people there being nincompoops about Halloween. Like it was, there was plenty of gross, there were things that was like, wait a minute, this is not, we are not dominating this situation in any way. Like sure. we are, why do we want to be part of this? Like we don't, we don't want to be part of it. And, and so actually what I would just say is that this to the person who asked that question in a slightly different circumstance than we have been in we would not 
like I we're probably more on the same page than it. And I would I would add a couple things. One is um I would I totally agree with that. Depending on where you are, there's all sorts of things we would never even dream of but participating my in. My friend in France, hi Laura, since you're probably listening, said that they I think they tried to do it their first year in France, but it was so gross. And like they have a neighbor doing large scale displays with raw meat. Hmm. Like yeah. where it really is just gruesome and disgusting and what is wrong with you people. Sure. Kind yeah. Of. Well, I, I agree with that. So probably much of it depends on your context. We live in, we live in a town where there are a lot of Christians and we had it most like, and we have tons our of own Christian kids. We have our own fall carnival where everyone is a Christian who comes. <laughs> where, where basically so if that. someone comes as a skeleton, everyone's like, what, what got you into doing? you? <laughs> but I, I would also add one more thing, though, which is that um, in the same way that we would be very careful, like, let's say that there was a movie that was, if you could get it on clear play and delete that one scene, it's actually quite a good movie, you know, whatever. Yeah. Now, let's say that um, we did that. We would never then go out and blanket recommend the movie without saying, totally. to be clear, it's important. Yeah. And I feel the same way about Halloween. Mm-hmm. We would never just blanket say, we no, love Halloween. Do it. Do it. It's awesome. We have to have all the yeah. writers and qualifications and things. But the other thing I would say is that um, there are times when the one slug ruins the whole salad. It's true. And there's other times when... Um, Don't you, you dare throw out the salad. You pl- No, you plunder the Egyptians. You take, oh, I was going to say... You take what's valuable world, and you leave and you, you reclaim it. Right, like, and I would say, though, that, that the, the fight over Christmas is the kind where Christians may not just walk away from it. Sure. Because, because the world got worldly about yeah. it or something like you're like yeah. no sorry you can't have it's that it's kind of like, like all you right may let's not... change the metaphor it's not a slug in a salad now it's pests on a fruit tree don't cut the tree down just deal right with the pests. And it, but i would say that we we don't think halloween, halloween is, is precious enough no. to fight over and i actually think it is falling increasingly in the category of things that you're not that it's like if if it is clear that this is not a winning Christian battle, right. who is who is that guy? Because I do actually I did enjoy it. His little um, everyone I'm sure has seen it on the internet. I oh, believe I he's like a British guy. One. No, but I enjoyed. What I'm trying to say is I enjoyed him and his effort, but I did not like the moral of the no, story. No, I didn't. The, I thought that he was making a running start at trying to be like. Why can Christians enjoy Halloween? But then I thought he just really gave away the whole shop. Because, <laughs> no, we don't go pretend to be the bad guys just for a little bit of... It's not like you get no. your five-minute timer. Like, if you make that ugly face for too long, it'll get stuck. Like, but make sure you take off your gruesome mask at the end of the no, evening. and I also that, didn't... I was like, wait, that doesn't hold up. No, and even if... I will just say one of the things I haven't watched it in a long time, so I hope I'm and accurately representing it. But it. he, his defense of it is kind of like this is how we mock the enemies of Christ. But we're not mocking. We're we're, we're dressing up and eating candy about it's it. Not it's not making not mockery. Fun of them. And the other thing is, let's say we were mocking them. 
that's actually specifically forbidden in scripture. So we shouldn't be doing that either. It's like there's a few reasons. There's one of the things is what I told isn't it in the book of Jude that you even the archangel Michael when he was bringing um, an accusation against Satan did not revile him but said the Lord rebuke you and if the archangel Michael <laughs> isn't gonna make fun of the principalities and powers then best, we had better not best not and go we had after better it. not let our seven year olds do it either yeah no it's not the thing to do it's not to taunt or to tease no. the enemy no in that so way. if we institutionalized a annual day in which Spit we upon the disobey enemy. the book of Jude <laughs> I would say let's I just, not the thing that struck me at the at the with the downtown town one is that what we had done that I there's a lot of love like there's something really fun about what we have done for many years like and I know it's been a sweet thing for our kids where we're just on a walk in the fall evening and they're running up to assorted doors where our normal neighbors are answering the doors (laughs) giving them candy and occasionally someone is more into it than the next person but it's not a particularly um there, you know, it was just, it was just, we were in a little suburb walking around to see the normal people yeah. come say, and oh, hi, happy Halloween. Here's I will candy. say that when we lived in the UK, we never did Halloween because it was such a, also where we were, uh, trick-or-treating was really not a thing. Yeah. It, the only people who were trick-or-treating were actually out to cause Trick. mayhem in the, well, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, actually do it. So we just didn't ever participate then, but I would just say much depends on where you live. Yeah, but here, so that was the thing is that that was typically how it was. When we took the kids downtown, it was way more like now you have to play by other people's rules. Yeah. And here's the woman dressed inappropriately sitting out front. Like, why would we send our little boys to be like, see that lady right there in that completely inappropriate ensemble please go over to her and ask her for candy like what we're just like good heavens yeah no so basically i think um but this ties in with we were going to talk about holidays and we're and they are fast approaching faster than i'm ready christmas for. is tomorrow well thanksgiving is next week so. This afternoon, actually, probably. <laughs> <laughs> the way things are going. It is happening, guys. It is upon us. We're on I a... will tell you my big hot tip if you do a big Thanksgiving. We're hosting it this year, which doesn't feel very different, but it is different. Yeah. It's at mom's house, so it feels like mm-hmm. the same thing that yeah. we've done, but it's a little different. But last year, we had a ton of people. I think this is one of my best, my best, most exciting tips. I might be overly pleased about this. But we had a lot of people. And so, like, how many do you think? Did we have 50? I have no idea. 50-something? So, well, because it was Heather's family. It was all here. Oh, that's right. So there was a lot of... We had a big old group. That was fun. Yeah, Yeah. that was great. So, but in that big group, one of the crises of... The crises Mm -hmm. of a big Thanksgiving is the leftovers. Because it's hard to, A hard to have leftovers yeah. when we're talking in terms of 50 people. Right. And then B, everyone is bringing different parts of the meal, which means that if you only take your own leftovers, I know how disheartening. You either might not have any. It's like I get to go home with what a am little I do? a little bowl of cranberry sauce. Yeah, you're like, "Oh, good. Good. Yeah. I'm glad the pie all got it eaten." <laughs> <laughs> the whole 
I think a solid half of the fun of Thanksgiving is the leftovers. And the pie for breakfast is a very important piece of that. I don't eat it for breakfast, I, but I like to have it lingering. No, it's like if you're up late, a little cold pumpkin pie. Be never able to be anybody. like, hey, let's go have a piece of Ooh, pie. You know what we and have then in the morning. Pie. A yeah. cold apple pie with a hot cup of black coffee is basically heaven. <laughs> it just is. So this is a, this is what I, I bring this lesson around to say. Last year we decided to intentionally plan Thanksgiving so that everyone had a lot of leftovers. And we bought a bunch of disposable pans and things to pack leftovers. Yeah. So the volumes of food that we had... We asked every. We really intentionally yeah. overshot how much we needed by a long way, so that we could pack full tinfoil pans yeah. of assorted leftovers, touching all of the bases. Which is good because I think, like when I have hosted Thanksgiving before, it's great because I'm the one that gets to have all the leftovers the next day. Of course, you kill yourself the week of, but yeah. then you have all the leftovers. But when you go to you somebody else's house, you have the glory of not having to cook the whole dinner. But, but then man, you, it's a just downer. Really, it is a and downer. You're like there's not even a turkey carcass on no. hand. Like you feel like there should be some of that. Yeah, so, you should. So last year, I don't know how many turkeys we had. It seemed like a truckload of turkeys. And right now, Winco's doing their free turkey with every hundred dollars. Yeah. So I just keep getting more free turkeys. Well, I would just say though, here we are. We've got a nice clean week and a slosh before Thanksgiving comes, and I think it'd be a great time for everybody to stop, drop, and think about how they're going to be tempted next week. <laughs> because <laughs> that sounds like the kind of preparation we so seldom do. Because we prepare in so many other mm -hmm. ways. It's like we start thinking about how many dishes we have to have, right? And how we many... We want to know who's we need selling to fresh cranberries. And yeah. mm -hmm. we do all the grocery lists and we assign the duties. But do we think through... Everything but the important things. All the ways. We get it all done. Mm -hmm. Like, are you going to be tempted to be rigidly polite to the one person who won't offer to help? Oh my word. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be passive aggressive and mm -hmm. insist on having it be your recipe? Oh, is that the green beans you made? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see you mm. like to use the pre-canned ones. Oh, I myself never buy anything that Marie Calendar does. Interesting that I always <laughs> use fresh ingredients. <laughs> I'm a from scratch kind of a person. When I make pie, if you're not, I try to do a good job. <laughs> I don't go one to of, Sherry's. One of my and spiritual one gifts. Of one of my spiritual gifts is non-lumpy mashed potatoes. <laughs> Have you ever Ooh. heard of a potato ricer? <laughs> what? We're, we're not recommending you do this. No. I also would like to say that that's not the way that I would be inclined to be tempted no, on Thanksgiving. No. Some people are though. Mm -hmm. But also personally, there's I the can, like there's I can look a lot more towards the general why do you have to have a sock at this time? Yeah. Feeling. Or, um, Who among you thought you should eat breakfast here? About the cleanliness of the house in such a way that nobody has any fun. Yeah, no, there's that's so easy to do because the that that acting like I've always thought this was this is just a good mental image. Getting your house ready for what? You know, you're like hustling around getting ready. 
it's not like Jesus is going to come to the door and not know what happened (laughs) before he got there. Because he was there. That's the big secret right there. He already knows how you handled it. Well, what is the story of Grandpa Jim's about when he went out of the house and shut the door too strongly because he was flourishing some (laughs) statement that he had made and it knocked the plaque off the wall that said something like, Love happens here, or something like it has like a Bible verse on it, or something. It wouldn't have been love no. happens here. <laughs> this family, whatever like, it was, is probably it was a... some kind of forgiveness and love Bible verse. Was it at their house? Yes, and how he left in a bit of a flounce and shut it too hard and, and heard the crash, and he had to come back in and pick it up, and it brought on conviction and of sin. Smote his conscience because <laughs> I think he was on his way out to perform a Bible yeah. study. Oh yeah, or perfect, some such perfect. Thing. So the the thing that I think is it's so funny what it's like. I just need to have everything, or as one of my friends told me, like this compulsion to have everything ready in case someone came to your front door and could see through the window that your house was mm. not in order. And and we were laughing about like, but you do know that Jesus doesn't have to sneak onto your front porch <laughs> to check how you're doing. He can hear it all. He well, can see it yeah. all. And I and so one of the things that I have that I think of from time to time with hospitality is that is that simple thing of Lord be my guest. Like, and actually saying it, like, be my guest in that I, like... In the preparations In the also. preparation, like, like expecting that Jesus is actually there with you and knows how you're handling mm-hmm. this bumpy terrain of and gravy prep. That and he values your gentle and quiet spirit through holiday more, preparation. Way more, more than a well-executed holiday dinner. Than the pressed tablecloth. Yes, and also the thing that I love about that simple Lord be my guest is that that is exactly what he says he is when we when we show hospitality to the stranger you are doing it to him yeah. when we yeah. are kind to the person who threw up on our floor uh-huh. we are doing we are kind to him you know like when we are patient with people we're being you know like this yeah. is all things that we're doing unto the lord and i just think it is a it is a good thing to keep in mind when the tension is developing. Well, and the other thing, too... Which it's likely to do. Is I feel like the holidays are a funny time because most of the rest of the year, when we show hospitality or we entertain, it is friends or more distant people. Mm-hmm. The holidays, it brings together usually... Obligations. Those who are closer to you in many ways. But in some ways the fact that they're closer to you, it could be that they're actually quite far from you in other ways. Like they're related to you, but you don't have much in common or whatever. It can bring a different challenge, a different entertaining challenge than when you have your best friends over for a dessert or something. That can be one problem. We actually, thankfully, we don't have that problem, which is nice, but it is definitely a time of complications increased, for increased people. like and, things. And if these are people, like for us, these are people that we love and see all the time, or it's my kids, they're around the house all the time, we should think about showing hospitality to them too. Mm-hmm. And not making it the miserable time they dread, because here we go again with having to celebrate thankfulness. 
<laughs> I still remember one of my f- friends in college saying, there's a guy, how could you tell? It was a guy, but he said, I love Thanksgiving. He said, it is the best holiday because all you do is eat and then you eat and then you like take a nap. And then you get up and you just eat some more. And you eat. And his whole explanation of what goes on in Thanksgiving was so nothing Wide like my experience of Thanksgiving. Where I was like, what? Interesting. That is not what this holiday is. What this holiday is, is like the back of your legs aching the night before <laughs> because you can't. You know, like all of the on your foot, on your feet prep and shenanigans yeah. and yeah. another run to the grocery store because you forgot that other pivotal thing. Trying to figure out where you'll store the brining turkey. Yeah, like who does this? Who thought of this terrible mm-hmm. idea? And yeah, comparing spatchcocked turkey recipes <laughs> for no good reason because you already know you have to make four turkeys but you just get deep in yeah. it. I do love um, is it, isn't it? it Rick... Rogers, yeah, it's real Thanksgiving good. 101 is a great cookbook. William Sonoma had it, and Amazing. yeah, it's really good. It's just he has like a full selection of diff- different recipes, and I just enjoy. I really like it when you read a cookbook and you learn more about, um, like for instance, our grandmother always referred to dressing the st- the turkey in instead the dressing of instead of stuffing, mm-hmm. and then when you read a little interesting vignette about regional differences on who says stuffing and who says dressing, you're like, look at that. Yeah, at you're that. like, hey, yeah. now I know. Apparently, in the South, they were slightly more etiquette conscious than the rest of the kind of uncultured nation. So we and called it. St- they they didn't like stuffing. They thought it was too um, crude. Crude. So they said dressing. The rest of the going to dress nation it. just stuffed their We're turkeys. Like, we stuff stuff in there. <laughs> we don't we don't dress this turkey. We stuff it. Exactly. That's funny. No, I lo- I love the whole process. And then of course, and, and I had to say, I love Christmas. I'm a big fan of Christmas. I love Christmas decorations. I love all of it. But I'm really bored with everyone trying to skip Thanksgiving and go straight to Christmas in mm. all retail places. I think it's an important springboard to Christmas. No, it's like no. This is the final hurrah for the pumpkins. Yeah. We give them a farewell at yeah. Thanksgiving. We, we need to and still then be we go on sheafs of we, wheat. Yes, that's what yeah. we're doing here, guys. Yeah. Like, stick to the cornucopia plan. We're on that plan <laughs> until the day after. I, I really, this brings up, I have had sort of a long standing trouble here. It's freezing. It's I, so guys, cold. We're turning on the heat and it makes a real weird noise now. But so I can't live without no, it anymore. No, it's really. It does sound like a helicopter coming through. It's pretty sinister in Becca's car here with the heat on. Sorry, guys. We'll just deal with it for a minute. Um, But what was I just saying? You were talking about you don't like... (laughs) No, it was not. It was that you don't like cornucopias. No, 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 no. It mattered because I have to get this off my chest here. Cornucopias, in principle... I'm sorry about the noise. It's something in In there. In principle, it's a fantastic idea. In actuality, I've never seen one done tastefully. Have you never seen the one I made? I might have to edit that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I 
made a huge one. You know, well, I was going to say, I feel like in my the vague recesses of my memory, I, I have, and I was like, maybe, maybe I just imagined. No, when we had our shop, it could be I, really made, cool. I made a cornucopia. Do you still have it? No. Why? It, uh, because it's a great notion. Maybe to have I a stopped thinking it was cool. I don't know, but it was huge. I made it out of yeah. uh, chicken wire. Uh huh. So I I sculpted. This kind of thing makes me feel old because it makes Rach, me feel like how do I have, have this, this in Why my do resume? We not have, because I sculpted it, could be it done awesomely. Okay, well. but this is how I did it. I sculpted it out of chicken wire. There was somehow some fabric. I like lined it with fabric, I think, so that it wouldn't be chicken wire okay. on the inside. All right. And then I got tons and tons of raffia, <gasps> the yes. big raffia, long yeah. ribbons, okay. and then I wrapped them in twine, like okay. like bundle, make a big rope, yeah, to make like a raffia bundle rope, and yeah. then I wrapped that and glued or wired it, probably glued. Well, but I had like the fabric on the inside, I think. I think I sandwiched it all together. Okay. So it was a very large scale cornucopia. But see, I. It was like the size that you could put big pumpkins pumpkins in. in. Yeah. I just. I don't remember what I did put in it. And as I recall, it may have still been a little difficult to make it really look good because I think what makes it look good is really really rad produce maybe so anything I just that's feel really like, enduring like a gourd just kind of doesn't quite mums no. gourds no. it's kind of like me try no. harder that's yeah. how it feels it's true so anyway that i think that basically covers all the bases of cornucopia and our thoughts um <laughs> But things that also correlate to corn, it's important to say that I dislike candy corns. Do you? I do. How can you have something that is... I never buy a candy corn, but if I eat one, I'm... Achingly too sweet. No, but I Uh. eat one, and I'm like, I better have another one of those. But I don't ever want to eat one. But once I do, I have another one. That's popcorn for me. I never yearn for popcorn, but but once once you start... Yeah, mm -hmm. you can't stop it. Exactly. So then Christmas. So then I'm officially into stocking stuffers, gifts. Oh, man. Shopping the shop of all of those things. I can't cope with the sound anymore. Sorry. We'll just... It's all right. So I have my bags going for for stocking stuffers. I feel like you're just showing off. No. It's my year-long... My year-long motto is... When you're behind on life, just yeah, get ahead yeah. on Christmas. It's right. like there's always a Christmas coming for you to be getting ahead on. It's true. So you order up the gift wrap in the summer sometime. Mm. And you start getting warmed up. With mm-hmm. Like, here's the plan. This mm-hmm. is what I'm getting done. In the end, it'll still be chaos. But yeah, it will. But you will have been... You will feel more prepared. I think it would just that we could do a crazy Christmas and seven kids is a lot of kids for Christmas. So That's like true. I it helps me to be out ahead on yeah. like cousin gifts. But I think it's important too, especially as we're in the preparing moment of like trying to remember why it matters so much uh-huh. that we do it well. And or why are you what do you want to communicate about it to your children? Yeah. And then everything that you're doing is a tool in that. I've <laughs> I bought an advent book at the Hope Center thrift store. Guys, it's a thrift store. And I 
just was really self-aware. It was like a dollar. And it was brand new. It's a brand new book in the plastic sleeve still. Okay. It's like a dollar. And I picked it up and I was like, what kind of a madman made this book? Like, who would be this crazy? And then I bought it. And I still think it's crazy. I have no solutions for why I bought this book. What is it? A really cute cookbook. Okay. Of cookies. Okay. Christmas cookies. And many of them look good. But the cover of the book is a really cute advent calendar where every day corresponds to a cookie recipe. And oh. I thought, who would do this? And then you who bought would, it. I bought it. But I haven't yet. I haven't yet figured out. But I don't do that. I, we don't eat. We don't bake that much cookies. We we try to be strategic in making what we actually care about at Christmas mm-hmm. time and not mm-hmm. eating fudge. Otherwise, you know, we try to just <laughs> we try to just do the thing we set out to mean to do instead of just eating cookies nonstop. But I don't know why I bought it. But I was trying to think of how I could do this that would not be. Because, you know, I was like, well, who thinks that this doesn't require an enormous amount of preparation? Like, to just give your kids an advent calendar. Like, who knows? Do you have those ingredients even? I mean, like... Yeah, you'd have to really Today's get... surprise is another cookie recipe we're not going to make. <laughs> <laughs> not today, That's kids. Hilarious. But I think I might do some version of... With my little girls who are always wanting to make cookies, like they're really in that zone of baking achievements, mm, mm-hmm. you know, that I might just do some, some modified edition where yeah. you can pick a recipe for right. the week, right? From the week of Advent, right? No, I don't know. Fun. We'll see. It's very cute, which is really what drove it, suckered me into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I was like, why would I do this? This is not at all reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to get through. Thanksgiving first. I feel like Friday after Thanksgiving is when I turn to, okay, now I'm going to think about Christmas. And usually we get our tree right after Friday, that. Friday after, yeah. It's early this year, Friday though. Friday after Thanksgiving this year, which is the 23rd, is the day my new book releases. What? Yeah. Guys. So, how skip, lucky. Guys, skip Christmas. Black Friday. We have something else for you this year, yes? Black Friday holds for you. Black Friday is, I think they'll be doing pre-selling, pre-selling before then, but the, um, but that's the day. That's exciting. It's the one. Yeah. The book so, has a name, too, now. Which is? You Who. It's, okay. It's You Who, uh, Why You Matter and How to Deal With It. You who with a question mark like you who like y o u y o u w h o question you, mark who you comma who although right. it doesn't have a comma in it but you who who are you and such forth <laughs> <laughs> that is and the you want to get that sorted out before Christmas who you are yeah you want to know guys you want to know and I said I just did my final it seems like it, i keep saying i just finished or i was just working on yeah. it but it has been at interludes where you get it back and you do some other things to it, and mm-hmm. get it. so i did just finish my final final that's pretty exciting through. yeah and then i got out of there this was this morning that i finished that that last Woo. just the last the last of skim things. coat yes and then i popped out of that to check on the carnage that has been happening while I was doing that. <laughs> so now I have much house? to recover from in that regard. 
how that is so loud. It's such a bad noise, you guys. I'm sorry. It's, it's almost like, like the car doesn't like our podcast. I and think wants it is. To come I fuss think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because I feel like I'm already gearing up for trying to sort out. Uh, you know how you kind of hit the New Year's January one, like let's get a handle on this schedule. I feel like a I schedule or there everything, are, everything, all the things. There are a few places in the year for me when that happens. One is obviously January. That's intuitive. The other one is, uh, um, beginning of the school year, you know, mm-hmm. like here's a new schedule. And then the one where I finally make it all happen and I understand it and I get my head around it and I achieve it is right after spring break. And then like so sort of like in September I think here's how I'm going to do the school year schedule in January I'm like okay now I really I'm going to get it figured out and then after spring break I nail it and I nail it for like eight weeks until summer break yeah and then I forget how it goes and I feel like I'm I'm getting my game face on for let's try and do better this year you're entering into phase two I'm entering into phase two slightly early I'm trying to like, I'm trying to get my, I'm, it's basically like a kind of delayed phase one and an early phase two are, are happening to me right now where I just want to get my week sorted out. And I think that it's being driven a little bit by the upcoming holidays where it's, I'll tell you what's been, I'm because we're building this house. Everything seems mythical Mm. in it. Mm-hmm. And I keep trying to really... I went up there last night. It's amazing. Yeah. Was it's it still light cool. out when you were yeah, there? Yeah, barely. Yeah. Yeah. It's looking good. It's the it, things about it are awesome. One of the things is that everything is still this whole world of possibility because we have not yet made it a mess. Yeah. It's living in the perfect land. Yeah. And yeah. so, and so mm-hmm. I have this this dream that I dream about where I'm like, but, but I'm sure that there are ways that we could go into this preventing, yeah. preventing the real, mm-hmm. no mud will ever come in. It's not really the mud that I am. It's the junkus. I hate the junkus. Yep. The yep. stuff that borders on keeping or not keeping mm-hmm. like garbage mm-hmm. or what, or like we have this out of control kids book situation. Yeah, I gave you a good solution for that. You didn't take me up. On I it. did. I did. Did you? I did. <laughs> I have not done it yet, but I bought stickers. Guys, it's I'm smart. going to color code my books for the. But I was. I have to think through it. But I'm thinking if I do all the series, the ones that are series. Wow, is series is the plural of series just series? I think or so. Series 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 whatever. The ones that belong in a series, I'm going to do all together in like, I don't know, blue or something. And then, but I'm not sure because I wanted it to be a way to help people know where to put it away. Yeah, where it's like, go put this on the young this readers This is a shelf. blue book. Yeah. Put it on. The, but we have so many books and it's not like we're going to get rid of them. Right. Because some of them I will get rid of. I do. We find, I find trashed books all the time. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand. Every time I go thrift shopping, I'm also like, oh, that's a good book. I'll grab it. Even though we have it, because I know that we've probably trashed the other copy by now. <laughs> I have so many readers. So, so you have duplicates. 
Yeah, like ballet shoes or like some of those ones mm-hmm. that are real mm-hmm. classic good kids books. I just will. We, I think I always end up with like Rascal. That's a fun one uh, about the raccoon. Okay. My Side of the Mountain. Oh, I hate that book. <laughs> <laughs> you know what killed me is that my fifth graders that are in the same fifth grade classroom that I was in with the same teacher. It's the same space. Yeah. Yeah. This is my third and fourth child to have the same teacher in the same room. And my third and fourth child to hate Tug Everlasting in the same room where I first hated <laughs> Tug Everlasting. Like, and it's so funny to me that we everyone's having this same phase of of childhood yeah. where we despise Tug Everlasting mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. in the same pre-established <laughs> room at Logos <laughs> with a teacher. And everybody's like... I don't like this one. <laughs> it's funny. It makes you feel like, I was just there doing that. I know how you feel. That's hilarious. Um, I think I liked My Side of the Mountain as a child. I, it's Indian kind of, in the Cupboard. That's and, a good one. Yeah. And I remember Phantom loving I remember loving A Wrinkle in Time, except for then they got weird after that. So I yeah. never buy the whole, I always just we have A Wrinkle in Time, but I don't go beyond that one. I'm like, yeah. I think some stuff gets odd in those ones. It does. I remember being somewhat scandalized by it. Yeah. And then, but there's some of those that you're just like, oh, that's a classic, you know, grab that. Yeah. And then it's, it's a little out of control. But I still have, Shad is just really launching his reading career specializing in the George Washington <laughs> category. He loves George. He loves George. George and the things pertaining to George. We have he's been reading a Fourth of July raid. Do you remember that one? <gasps> That's a great book. I bought I bought that one off of eBay or somewhere because I remember it. I remember it, shopping for it, but I never got it for our kids. I was I it was such a thriller Real as a thriller. child. And the I, mom's I curtains. Like we have the to mom's sort of, curtains oh, I remember like, the silver. But, but I, the, I think that the silver was, I think. I, I mean, feel like we need to sort of preemptively here. apologize to our British listenership because it's <laughs> the, the British are not the, the good heroes. guys. No, they're, they're coming and they're going to destroy no. everything and they have to quickly go hide the silver in the woods. And, and mom's curtains. It's yeah, mom's they special like them. woven curtains yeah, that they, they bundle like, all the silver up and then bury them. them. In the woods. But yeah. it's a boy. It's a boy yeah. having handling that yeah. during the and British. It's all like Very the red exciting. lights are coming. And... So British listeners, this is probably not one for the annals of your yeah. library. I not want to do that one. Yeah, but it's a good book, guys. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then, um, so, but I have, and then Moses has not even yet begun to read, you know? Yeah. So we have a lot of, we're going to have to stick with the books. Readers for a long time. And I do thin out as soon as I can. Like mm-hmm. I got rid of all those girl, little girl early readers a long time ago. Okay. Cause we, we don't, don't need this anymore. We yeah. don't need this anymore. We'll stick yeah. to the other more fun yeah. ones. Anyways, it's a lot of books, but I'm, but I love having it so that there's never, the kids can never say, I've read everything or there's nothing, you know, like I love that there's no mercy on that front. This is also something I do for Christmas. I have a huge, I have to go stop at our storage unit. I bring these things on myself. Okay. Yeah. But I have a huge bin full of just Christmas books and I put them away all year. So then it's like December 1st. When the kids come yeah, home, when okay. they, or sometime when you put lights up or something, mm-hmm. then I'll have 
the big crate of uh, a crate full of Christmas storybooks and stickers. Mm-hmm. Like they would get those all out for for Advent, right? And Christmas comics like Peanuts. Oh, that is fun. Like, and there's just a lot of every. So every time I see a Christmas anything, mm-hmm. well, that's worth having. Yeah, not really everything. Oh, that's quite fun. We though. minor on Santa. Well, there's no Santa. Here's what I've been kind of stuck on and I feel like you're the person I should talk to about this uh, I have been wanting a really good wreath for my front door for Christmas mm-hmm. and I almost never do a wreath because I I just I get kind of like bored and tired of those just basic blah green ones with a, wi- a pine cone wired onto the side of it you know I'm I talking just about the Costco yeah. cedar ones Maybe it's just sort of like meh. And then sometimes I put it up, but I never feel real pleased about it. And I've seen some really beautiful ones, but I would have to make them myself because it's yeah. just a whole thing. Now, if you are going to make a pretty wreath for your front door, what would you put in it? How would you do it? Where would you go? I saw a really beautiful one. It was all fresh sage. And white berries, and it was really mm-hmm. quite gorgeous. But your sage would die in no time, and it would look like a weird model. I, there's really pretty ones with that are bay leaves because those dry, they dry mm-hmm. still looking really. They dry flat. They right. dry, you know, like it goes mm-hmm. dried. Um, but man, I don't know. One time I was having a baby shower at my house, and I felt all of a sudden like, whoa, things do not look very seasonally cheerful in here. Okay. It was fall. Yeah. I'm not sure really how this, how I was driven to such action, <laughs> but I quickly whizzed up a wreath out of what I could find. Okay. And it looked good in the end, which is a surprise that it looked good, <laughs> okay. but it was, I had brown paper. Okay. You used that as the base, and I think I found some... The base? Like you wadded it into a wreath shape? No, I think I had a wreath form, or I had a wire or something, but I wrapped it with brown, like, paper. Like, so it bulked it up quite okay. a bit, you know, right. like, to make it bigger. Sure. And then I had a rope of some kind that was involved in that, and then I had, um, I found some dry... Because it was fall. There was some kind of... I think it might have even been hydrangeas that were dry. It was, But it was like okay. a dry thing like that. And I stuck a bunch of those in there. And then I spray painted parts of it like it was like gold or... I had okay. some gold or bronze or something. Made it all kind of uh-huh. metallic-y and cool like with the rope and everything. And actually ended up being quite cool. It was a good yeah. coloring, interesting thing to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It would really depend on the effect you're going for. Because if you really, like, a I know, but wreath. I mean, like, if you're, like, the thing is, is that greenery wreaths are very done. So you're not going to do one that's going to stun the world with a greenery wreath. But they're very pretty greenery wreaths. Yeah, some are better than others, and I've. Just I always been... want to cut down those bushes, whatever kind of bush they are. That's so red this time of year, where it's just the stems, but they're like crimson. Oh, yeah. It's just, they uh-huh. and they only turn that, they're all down by the creek down there. Oh, There's a bunch yeah. of them, and I'm always like, I need to cut some of those, because then I would want to cut those and put them on a wreath with maybe, like, white pom-poms or something. Oh, they'd be, that'd be really cool. 
that's where my mind goes. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to red cut branches down those bushes. and white pom poms. Well, I think it could look Sounds good. Sounds awesome. Snowed upon red branches. Mm-hmm. Sounds mm-hmm. good to me. It does sound good. Yeah, but I don't know. I can't. I can't really help you with your like. I feel like I've done um, painted pine cones, which can be yeah. cool. Yeah. And I think I've done. I've done that one where I cut up an old children's book that was falling apart and did the, oh, the yeah. paper, like a right. paper wreath with a lot of, those uh-huh. can be kind of fun. Yeah. That was inside though, not outside. Right. That was the same year that I did a bunch of sugar, <laughs> sugar scapes. It's pretty rad if you're, it was fun. It was like a jar with a lid, but where you put sugar in it. And then we made little, um, like little snow scenes out of candy. Whoa! I, I know this. sounds like a really I'm a really sounds extraordinary intense. person. It's, <laughs> it was like snowmen out of white spice drops and like with uh, the. Okay. It was really channeling that one train that we all tried to eat. That one train oh, Christmas ornament, ornament that yeah. all of us tried to. It just looked like it was made of candy. Made of gumdrops. But you buy like random candies, like the green gumdrops. You can make really cute little pine trees out of them. Mm. But I stuck them all on. Um, lollipop sticks. Okay. So you basically stack, you make the candy or the snowman or whatever, but then you stab that into the top of the sugar, sugar so it looks like a full snow scene with little candy. And it's candy. inside a mason jar? What's it inside Oh, no, of? no, it wasn't a mason jar. It was like a, like a, like a big bigger jar. Thing? Yeah, a big jar that looks like, more like a fishbowl type thing. Uh, you could look into it. To see the little that scene. That does sound kind of cool. It was actually surprisingly fun. The kids, I have. That's the kind of thing that it sounds fussy and fiddly because it is. But it's also incredibly easy. And the ratio mm. of how much work you did to how stoked your children feel about life yeah. is real good on that. That's the kind where you really get the payout. I feel like you get gingerbread house effect without the drama. I hate gingerbread houses. <laughs> I, I don't hate them in theory. I'm sure I've already said on the podcast. Gingerbread kits is where like... Where I go wrong. I, I peel off. Becca's like, yeah. I always wanted to be an architect. It's like, this I'm is my big chance. Georgian architecture. We need gables. I did. Need- I did. Did I talk about this? I probably did. The time I tried to do a gingerbread house that involved golden sugar... Uh, windows? Windows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the gingerbread house, the gingerbread house that you buy in the kits at the grocery store, the trouble I face with those is that they're very fun for the kids to like do, mm-hmm. but then who wants to keep it? Nobody wants to eat that thing. It's like no. the cheapest candy around. It's bad gingerbread. So there's nothing really going there. So yeah. I always feel like let's just not do that. I think that gingerbread is a thing I don't appreciate enough as a flavor anyway. <laughs> and so it's not actually good. Well, but the, um, but when you do things at Christmas like little snowmen, at our grocery store, bulk candy is really cheap. It's a very mm-hmm. cheap situation. But the amount of stoked your little kids will be yeah. if you decided it was important to make sugar sugar trees and snowmen mm-hmm. and stick them all in a jar for them to admire. Yeah. And then you can't. I mean, it's well worth its time. Yeah, it is. It's, it's that like, is fun. That is the kind of thing that you know, like, um, my kids are old enough. Some of my kids are old enough now that you can hear it when it comes out and it surprises you. 
And like, you know how mom always does. Yeah. And you're like, mom does not always do that. You know what? That happened 1.2 times. You know what happens in my house? I'm pretty sure. It's going to be, you know how mom always starts off strong saying we're going to have an advent calendar this year? (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, mom. You know how we always end up opening nine at a shot? I'll it's give really you. I'll give you the cookie advent. It's truly book. bad. When the kids were little, I was very <laughs> diligent about advent stuff. But it's been getting more and more sparse as the years go on, and I feel really my advent surprise guilty about it. Our kids, our kids keep wanting to throw back to the big star advent calendar that we made when mm-hmm. they were really little, and that we quit using because it was out of control. It was. Yeah. It was really fun, but we. Mo- it was actually that I knit a new advent calendar. I right. knit the mittens. I knit twenty four mittens, and then. Just doing two was too many yeah. to do. So, but the the star one, we had all these little things that we would put it in, and it's, you cut the big star out of like plywood. Right? Yeah, painted it silver, and it had a big front to us. The child is born on it, and hooks for every one of the days, and then the numbers on the hooks, and then I had all these envelopes <laughs> that were oil cloth envelopes that hung yeah. on the hooks. They had little eyelets on them. Yeah. So they hung on the hooks. So every day you could open up the envelope and see what we were going to do. And what I did on the things inside was stuff from like the scrapbooking aisle. This is the year I made that one out of a drawer. Remember you made the star. We went to the scrapbooking mm-hmm. aisle together. So we, we did, made all these I got little all cards. these little car, these little things that was like a miniature scrabble game or like mm-hmm. like crayons. It was all stuff and they were all very doable things and I made and then I never I'm not a believer. This is why the cookie book is so rad, like off from campus for me. I'm not a believer in planning ahead. I you put what you're going to do in it five minutes before the kids open it. Right. You don't, you know what you're committing to because nothing is worse than we open that advent calendar. We're getting the Christmas tree today. I said, like, no, we're not. <laughs> I can't. I'm too busy. So right. we, I do it that way. And a lot of now in the mittens, we put clues in the mittens usually. So sometimes I'll be like, go look under your pillows. And like everybody sure. has a new pair of socks. Yeah. Last year I ordered nutcracker socks off of Amazon and they come in like, it's like a set of nutcracker socks mm. and they were in different colors. Mm-hmm. So everybody got a nutcracker sock. This okay. year I may look into like a gnome sock or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Something. And, uh, but we'll have that. And then sometimes it will just be like some kind of a dumb clue, but the end result will be like that. I put a tray of cups with eggnog in the oven or something so like when they find it it's a little party on a tray or like a tray with that weird thing where you stick if you stick bob's candy canes into an orange you can if you break the hook off yeah you can use this candy cane as a straw for the juice in the orange and it's a really bizarre experience but still festive festive and fun and Mm -hmm. like super sticky Mm -hmm. um it's all things like that. A lot of it is really low key. Like I hide a chocolate orange somewhere in the house or mm-hmm. so around this time of year, I start stashing things that will be fun things for Advent right. when I see them. Like I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll grab one of those or, mm-hmm. or we do stuff like the, um, decorating for Christmas is in the Advent. So like putting up the stockings might be one of the days yeah. or putting up Christmas lights. And or I would stuff. just say again, back to the old 
thing I was saying about Thanksgiving is I feel like there are easily identifiable trouble spots coming at you. Do you always lose your cool when the tree is being decorated? Do you always like you you don't still remember us having provoked mom by and it seemed completely (laughs) completely unreasonable to me at that like where we were just like I just don't know why that would bother her at all. But it was tinsel. (laughs) <laughs> and that, and that we were throwing tinsel at the tree, <laughs> you know, like ten hundred thousand strings of tinsel, and we're like, forget hanging this. Let's just chuck the garbage all over the tree. And mom was like, that's not what it's for. And uh, I think we were really like, man, mom. <laughs> I don't I don't remember her being bad about it. I, I remember her remembering her minding the tip. You know, like, it's just too well, funny. Well, I just mean that, like, there are, I feel like there's the potential tense times coming up. Oh my word, where yes. Where you bought everyone a really good present, but they didn't get you anything Why neat. doesn't anyone or, love me? Or it's trying to... This is a killer. You put a lot of actual thought and effort into trying to make a fun Advent surprise that nobody paid any particular nobody heed really to. Nobody really cared for. Or they just kind of blew right past it and you wanted it to be a special moment. If you're going to do fun, like if you have a number of kids, oh, I'm just, I'm totally, I was going to say sleeping queens and um, it's those game right card games. Okay. We have sleeping queens and there's other ones like slam witch. Something about cats. Okay. Whatever the case, those are really fun. It's a little box. It's not super expensive. It's a very fun group Advent kind of a mm-hmm. gift, like a silly card game for okay. the kids to play. I was just just interjecting that hot yeah. idea. Ratatat cat. That's what it is. Okay. Ratatat cat and sleeping queens. Go back to what you were saying about your temptations. <laughs> One of your temptations around the holiday may be that your sister interrupts you with card that game recommends. Is just all the year but round. I right? just jumped all ahead. I just jumped round. ahead to give us a tip. I did it. You did it. You I gave just a got ahead, and so. But mm-hmm. we should wrap up mm-hmm. anyway. We should. Brief. We gotta go. Finish what you were saying, though. Prepare yourself. No, I was just saying that, like, as you're planning out Advent, or as you're planning your Thanksgiving week, or all you know, all the things that are coming up, uh-huh. just have a little time where you just think through: Where am I likely to be a jerk? Exactly. And then try to because come up with a plan. A legitimate question. To thwart yourself. If you're feeling, if you're, <laughs> if you're feeling particularly bold, you could ask your husband what <laughs> what is the area in which he expects you to fail. Well, but I think there's there's a lot of. I mean, everybody's gonna have their own set of temptations, but I I think there's probably a huge temptation to loneliness during the holidays. Yeah, I'm the only one who's um, working here. I'm the only one who's or I'm the only one that doesn't have a fun family thing to go home to or I'm, you mm-hmm. know, like there's all sorts of different ways in which you're going to be tempted in your own unique way. And uh-huh. so are you tempted to get melancholy during the holidays? Oh, my daughter was just quoting what movie is it and it made me laugh a lot. I don't think I've watched it. Megamind. Mm. Where he pronounces melancholy. Melancholy. <laughs> and I think that that actually sums it up quite well. <laughs> I'm just feeling a little melancholy. I had one of, one of the typos <laughs> in my uh, 
book was instead of juggle, I had written juffle. <laughs> juffle like, is when you're not juggling well. I think juffling it sounds pretty much like what we've all done. Just not able to juffle it right now. <laughs> or no, I then, am juffling and it. And one hardcore. of the other ones was unbelief, but in but I had left an e out, so it was unbelief. <laughs> I liked unbelief un- and juffling. <laughs> I think juffling is kind of an onomatopoeia. I think we I know. know. That's what that I was think so melancholy is melancholy. an onomatopoeia. We're on it. These are our tips. Use these words wisely. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>2009 graduate of New St. Andrews College, and I'm a commercial property manager. Three kids at Logos, one at home still, and I do flowers on the side out of our house. When you have these little people that you're responsible to shepherd, you realize, I need to know what I'm talking about because they need to have a firm foundation and they need deep roots so that they don't get blown over and that they're ready to stand up for the truth. I am a programmer. The language aspect of NSA is a fantastic preparation for any sort of programming. I'm a real estate broker here in town. I think absolutely the perfect um, education for being in sales of, of really any kind. I actually put it to a lot of great use when I was working in the political realm. I am a pastor in Central Coast, California. Whatever vocation you take, it'll make you take that seriously because you're seeing it through the lens of the sovereignty and lordship of Christ. To learn more, visit us online at nsa.edu.